Hello and welcome to the Wheel of Time Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Stoll, and as always, I'm joined by my friend here, Michael Wifford. Hey, so excited to be here today. We only have like four more days, oh my God. three more days until we get to see Wheel of Time. <laughs> it's so serene right now because like it's crazy to think that we're that close to actually seeing Wheel of Time on screen. Oh, so excited. I know. I've been... Oh. I was just thinking this week about the first time I saw The Lord of the Rings, which was at your house for your birthday. And that was like my first introduction to like fantasy, uh, you know, real fantasy. And after that, ended up going home and getting the book and started reading that. And actually, you started reading it too. And our friend Justin started reading it as well. And just the impact of watching that on screen and how that like turned me on to fantasy fantasy uh, literature in general and I'm just so excited because I've you know, read this series so many times and I finally get to see it on the screen and I know it I know it's not going to be perfect but I'm just oh so excited so we, you can tell we're obviously excited about this we hope you guys out there are all excited about this as well but let's get into our podcast here and we're going to start off with some formalities here. Uh, we are going to ask you guys, and we haven't asked this before, but if you like the show, if you could please leave a rating or review on whatever platform that you're listening to us on, we'd greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to get in contact with the show, send us an email at wheelofTimeRewind@gmail.com, at gmail.com, or if you want to send us a direct message or tag us in anything and you're on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, we're at W-O-T Rewind. And again, if you contact the show as far as like a direct message or anything or have anything you want to share, we'll share that out here on the podcast. So let's dive into our recap of our reading for this past week here. Mike, where are you at with your reading through of the wheel time? Uh, really not any farther than I was last <laughs> week, to be honest with you. I've been listening to so many podcasts and I've been doing so much reading for school that I have just haven't really found the time. Unfortunately, I've been slowly chipping away, but I'm still in book four, Shadows Rising. So I'm going to be there probably for a while. And I think afterwards I'm going to uh, just step away for just a little bit from the Wheel of Time series and um, as we digest all the episodes and stuff. But what about you, Dylan? Yeah, so I have finished book four, Shadow Rising. Um, and like Mike said, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but like Mike said, I think that this is like a logical place for us to kind of step off of the train right now, just to kind of soak in these episodes as they come out and really think about how they relate to the first few books that they're supposed to be portraying here. So um, I stepped away from reading the series as well for a short time. Now I'm going to take a little pause there and let Mike catch up as well as just take some time to enjoy some other interests that I have um, in literature and podcasts as well. Without farther ado, we are going Ooh. to get into something that Mike wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, last episode, we had someone uh, kind of talk about some, or a couple episodes ago, we had someone talk about a few Edmonds Field 5 like, album, uh, album titles, and we talked a little bit about like different songs, and I just couldn't get this. I've just been thinking about it as I've listened to music throughout the last couple weeks, and I just would replace some words and song titles or something else. And so I had a couple I wanted to share. So obviously we all, most people know Nirvana. 
And so, you know, their song smells like teen spirit. And I was thinking the Edmonds Field 5 would totally do, and this would probably be like a Rand-fronted song, smells like sheep herding. Okay. Egwene would take a riff or take a page out of the Beatles book and do, hey, Rand. Okay. <laughs> um, I also had like a howling trollic. And then I can't think of something for I Can't Get No Satisfaction, but I'm sure there's something you can change there to make that work for the Wheel of Time series. <sighs> but anyway, I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on different um, song titles or album titles that would be kind of Wheel and wheel of Time uh, inspired or punny, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's just always fun to, to hear. <laughs> so um, we are going to get into this week's episode, which what is going to be the title of this episode, Mike? So this is our season one forecast. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of just go episode by episode using the information we know from the episode title and this like the image stills and the trailers. And we're just going to talk about what we think is going to happen in these episodes and uh, maybe some things that they may cut out as well. Obviously, we do not know the titles for episode seven and eight. So those are going to kind of be complete just wild speculation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't know anything for certain, like Mike said. All we're going to be bringing to the table is our knowledge of the books, our knowledge of the episode titles, and the stills, and the trailer, and all of that information. So, I do just want to issue a spoiler warning, just in case, like, you don't want to know anything about these episodes. You just go into the show as a open book, a blank canvas, ready to soak in everything. If you don't want to hear any of that stuff... We thank you for listening so far, um, and we also are going to continue on now with our episode one forecast, season one. So, Mike, take it away. All right, so episode one for the series is going to be called Leave Taking. Obviously, this is going to take place in the two rivers, and it's going to be us getting to know our characters. Moraine and Lan are going to show up. We're going to meet, you know... All the fun friends, Pat and Fane. <laughs> There's been stills with Pat and Fane and Matt together in it. Mm-hmm. I was actually really excited to see that because they've done a really nice job of not showcasing him at all. Right. So it's going to be them and the two rivers, Trollocs attacking, them end up, them ending up leaving. So that one I think is pretty straightforward. Yeah, that one's really straightforward. Uh, the one thing I'm going to add in there is that, again... Like, we haven't really seen too much of this, but, like, there's so many rumors floating around about other things that might happen that don't necessarily happen in the books in this first episode, Mm -hmm. such as Perrin and his potential uh, betrothment or marriage and then killing off of his wife in that winter night. So it's, like, pretty crazy to think about that. But everything else, I feel like, is probably going to go pretty smoothly pretty page for page almost in this first episode here. The one thing I'm going to mention though is like those stills we saw of the Aiel war. I wouldn't be surprised like if we get like flashbacks to that when Tam is in his fever dream being brought to town by Rand. So like that's like oh. my kind of prediction as far as like where we actually see those is like we see them through Tam's eyes almost because he served in the military um, when he went out of the two rivers and he fought in the Aiel war became a blade master and you know gave his sword to rand to lead the charge at the end of uh this episode here probably um but also uh, i think we're gonna see just some sexy time going on between rand and Egwene. Uh, i think we're going okay. to 
we're going to see significantly more destruction of Emmons Field in this episode than there were in the books. Well, yeah, they want this to be they want this to be kind of like a battle and like very much in, you know, just from the images, they want this to be on the level of Game of Thrones, so they want the action to be ramped up a bit. Right. But like Mike said, we're going to get Moraine and Lan coming in slaying Trollocs with fireballs and the sword, and then basically telling our Emmonsfield Five, Nynaeve, Egwene, Rand, Perrin, and Matt, we gotta get out of here. But I think one thing that has been done very well so far, like you mentioned, Mike, is how they are not necessarily showcasing Pod and Fane. Like, they're kind of keeping him in the dark, where, you know, Friends of the Dark like to live. So... <laughs> where he belongs, really. Yeah, where he belongs. Um, but, yeah, I think that nothing too crazy is going to be happening in Season 1, Episode 1, Leave Taking, that we don't expect. Now, I want to ask a question here. Okay. What do you... Do you think they're going to be doing some flashbacks of Loghain, or, like, maybe not flashbacks, but, like, sort of so showing his progress sort of akin to this as well? You know, sort of at the same time. I personally don't think that's going to be happening in episode one. Um, we'll get to that point where I think we're going to see Loghain, but mm-hmm. I think that if we see him in episode one, I'll be a little surprised. But it might be okay. smart to kind of do that if they're going to set him up as something more than what he was in the books. So we'll see. Yeah. They may actually... I My thought was, as I've been you know looking at the clips and then bringing him up more and more, is that they may slowly interweave him into the story. And, you know, right when it seems like maybe him or Rand is getting about to, or like one of them's going to get proclaimed in two separate places. So like, even when you finally realize like, oh, it's definitely, it's either Rand or Loghain. And then they end up stilling Loghain and Rand ends up becoming the Dragon Reborn. That was just a thought I had this week as I was like, just looking at images. I was like, they could try doing like, you know, they're going to try muddying up who the Dragon Reborn is with the Edmonds Field 5. And then you also start seeing Loghain. And so the audience might start thinking, well, maybe he's the Dragon Reborn. And then it becomes like a dual race there to see who it is. Yeah, I just don't see that happening in episode one. But who knows? We'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Jumping into episode two the title of this episode is called shadows waiting so mike what do you think is in store for us in this episode oh man shatter logoth uh perrin figuring out that he is a you know a wolf brother uh, children of the light and i think this is where we'll get introduced to them as well and you get you know pat and fane a little bit more involved <laughs> in this episode so i think we're gonna get a little bit all of it and i think also too that we'll start we'll get the concept of dark friends in this episode so there's gonna be a lot of lot of uh like a lot of stuff happening in this one i think yeah i'm gonna be very curious to see how long they actually spend in shadow logoth because i think that's exactly what we're getting with this episode as you know if you've read the books Shadow Logoth basically means Shadows Waiting. So that's why the title of this episode is Shadows Waiting. I think we're going to see Matt getting his dagger in this episode. I agree. I think this is where we're going to see the fracturing of our group. That this will be where Egwene and Perrin go off separately. This will be where Matt and Rand and then Nynaeve, Lan, and Moraine all go off separately. And I think we will see uh, the Children of the Light in this episode, like you said, 
Um, I don't know if we're going to get the full uh, Perrin becoming a wolf, a wolf brother in this episode or not, but we shall see. Um, I, I'm curious to see also if you think that they're going to introduce the Tuathuan or the Traveling People or Tinkers, as they're also known, in this episode, or if it'll be in the next one. I think what they'll do, because, you know, these are, I imagine these are going to be pretty long episodes, obviously, and I think you'll see at the end of this episode where they do splinter off in their groups, and you'll get, like, a flash to, like, that pad in uh, the Children of the Light there, uh, I think it's Emin Valda, uh, killing the Aes Sedai, and sort of getting an introduction to them, so you, when you meet them next episode leading into the next episode, I think you're going to see that's where the, you'll see the Tuathuan, the Children of the Light, Wolf Brother, some of that progression. Hmm. Okay, so going into episode three, which will be the final episode that gets dropped on the 19th. So these first three, they're going to be a little mini yeah. <laughs> mini binge session <laughs> that are going to supply hours and hours of entertainment. So I'm excited. Um, but episode three is called A Place of Safety. And here's where I'm very interested to hear what you have to say, Mike. Like I just said, I think that other episode there, Shadow Logoth, is going to lead into this episode. We're meeting the Children of the Light, Tawathawan, and um, I think that place of safety, while it is, you brought this up before, Dylan, referred to as Tarvalon in the books quite often, or it's equated, like Tarvalon's the safest place to be. I think we're going to see them, like Perrin and Egwene, getting into the setting. Uh-huh the abandoned setting there. I think, you know, even with the Tuathawan having that feeling of safety, uh, for Matt and Rand, it's the, like traveling and then they're stopping at these places and like feeling safe like when they're there. And so I think you're going to have a couple of different like areas where they, f- like safety is felt and then it's all going to, it's at the end of each one, it's going to get, the bubble's going to get burst. Either with Tom getting attacked by the uh, Murdral, or Dark Friends, or the Children of the Light. Yeah, so I was going to tell you that I think the place of safety is going to be referred to as a setting. Because, like, if they're skipping out on Camelin, I'm trying to think about, like, where they could have the group meet Loyal. And so I don't know if they're going to have Perrin and Egwene meet Loyal at that abandoned setting or not. Or if they have Matt mm-hmm. and Rand just meet Loyal in a different city, in a different inn. Yeah, I think you, it'll be Matt and Rand. I think so as well. Um, I think that will probably happen after uh, Tom is separated from the group, but we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, like you said, that we're going to see the Children of the Light and Perrin face off in this episode. Um, I think that we're going to see the Tuathuan in this episode definitely if we don't see them in the previous one we will see them in this one um i think that you'll start to see probably the dagger take more hold over matt as the series progresses from this Mm. point forward um as well so you'll see him being more and more paranoid we'll see matt Mm -hmm. you know just not really be an enjoyable character for a while um but we'll also see Moraine and Nynaeve and Lan, and I think this episode is also going to be where you see Nynaeve heal Moraine, because we saw that happening in the trailer there. And so I think that this will be where Nynaeve puts her healing talents to use, uses the one power to heal Moraine, despite her not liking her very much. <laughs> 
So, anything else you want to add for that episode? No, I think you I think you did a really nice job putting a bow on that one. All right, episode four, The Dragon Reborn. Go ahead, Mike. Ooh. So this one's tough. Like, when you read the title, you're like, oh my gosh, so that means Bran's going to come out, right? Um, like I alluded to before, just a possible theory. I don't really even put too much stock in it, but, like, them slowly feeding us little bits of Loghain throughout and then maybe leading to a head here. Um, between Rand or um, Loghain possibly becoming, you know, the Dragon Reborn in, like, two different settings. I don't really put a ton of stock in that, but I think in this episode what we'll get is we'll get a lot of flashbacks. So we'll get flashbacks to, like, Moraine Sedai um, and the prophecy that she was in the presence of and learning about the Dragon Reborn, and then you get um, the Aeol War maybe, too, a little bit more, and, like, Rand being born. You get a little more explanation for the dragon reborn in this episode at least that's that's my thoughts on it i think that's a great prediction because like i think up to this point we're not really gonna get a thorough explanation of who is the dragon reborn and why is it very significant but i think this episode like you said will like go more into that backstory about like the creathon cycle that we know of the prophecy of jatara when Moraine and Suan were there. Um, just, yeah. like, all of that stuff going on there. But I do also feel like this episode, we're going to get a good look at Loghain. Like, maybe Loghain yeah. proclaiming himself the Dragon Reborn. Um, maybe, like, Moraine and Nynaeve and Lan meeting up with these red and green sisters to uh, help them against Loghain. Um, because I... I think, like, we saw, like, some stills or maybe even mm-hmm. parts of a trailer where there was yes. Moraine with those other Aes Sedai in what looked like Loghain's area. Um, but it looked like there was another person with them as well. So if that was Nynaeve, that'll be interesting because it'll add, like, an extra layer for her to, like, see the Aes Sedai working in the wild and everything. But Yeah, that's a good—I like that. That's kind of what I'm seeing as far as episode four goes. But again, this is so cool because from this point on, like looking at the episode titles from Dragon Mount, like we can't really tell too much about what's coming because we don't know all the changes that will be happening. And it's kind of exciting to like think about as well because it's it puts us, the fans, in like that seat of, okay, what's coming next? I like roughly know the roadmap, but where's this actually going yeah what are they choosing to include and what are they leaving out exactly i think right now is also just a good time since we're talking about the dragon reborn just to put a bow on this because rafi himself came out and basically said point blank rand is going to be the dragon what he said exactly was book readers know who the dragon is that's not going to change so exactly i think you know just putting a bow on that right there Moving on to episode five, Blood Calls Blood. So I'm, I really want to hear what you think this means. So what are we seeing with Blood Calls Blood? Uh, what I think is going to happen here is, so you're going to get the group meeting back up, um, and they're going to go to a waygate. <laughs> um, and I think this is where we're going to get them using the waygate, and they uh, end up meeting up with uh, the Black Wind. Machinchen, or I think it's Machinchen or something like that. The Black Wind, yeah. And I think it's going to be kind of that sort of adventure through the ways and getting to you know Faldara. 
Okay, I like that. But I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. So yeah, I was thinking like blood calls blood. I'm like thinking about like how Pot and Fane was kind of like the hound for the Dark One and could like sense where the three boys were in the books. Mm. I'm also like thinking about like how they talk about like the old blood being important and stuff like that. And so I don't know where this was going. I like your idea of Machin Chen. Um, and the ways, and if that's the case, then we will meet Loyal in this episode or a, one or two episodes beforehand. So it'll be really interesting to see like where Loyal kind of pops out here. Um, but yeah, I I think that's a good idea about the ways. Hmm. Yeah. It. What made me think of that was you know with the title there, Blood Calls Blood, and like you had said with Pot and Fane, but also too like when the um, when the Black Wind is you know near them they can hear the voices and yeah being all creepy being and like all, ooh, yeah. blood so cold blood so sweet yes exactly <laughs> being all being all creepy oh, as hell <laughs> yes, yes yes oh goodness all right uh so yeah if, in case you forgot like how weird Majin Chan actually is like go back to those <laughs> the times when they've traveled the ways and they see Machin Chan or hear Machin Chan, and it just it sends shivers down your spine. It's just so creepy the way that this thing talks. Um, episode six, though, it's called "The Flame of Tarvalin." What do you think's going on in this one, Mike? So in this one, it could be a couple of things. It could be that like when they get to Faldara, they end up meeting up with Suan Sanche, the Flame of Tarvalin, Amaralin Seat, mm-hmm. or it could be you get more of Moraine's training and like you get introduced to the whole dynamics in the White Tower. With all those images where you've seen Moraine in the Hall of the Tower with Suan. So maybe more of those images and that side of things. And so it's you get a little bit more of the story like them meeting, you know, and getting to Faldara and then also cutting to Tarvalin. Yeah, I think that's a good prediction because I think this one here, being titled The Flame of Tarvalin, it's it's obviously going to be about the Aes Sedai. It's obviously going to be about the Amaralyn Sea. But what I feel like we're going to see with this is we're going to see a lot of like what we get at the start of the Great Hunt with Swan being there in Faldara. I feel like we're going to see her in Faldara at this part here. Um, I think we might get some of her in the tower and everything like that and maybe like her referencing taking a taking the journey to go to Faldara but something else I was thinking about is that they are making Min a borderlander in the series from what I've kind of like seen and mm-hmm. so if they do that and they make Min kind of like a borderlander a warrior woman I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see Min in either this episode or the next one um, as well while they're mm in that Faldara area. And I but I do think like I don't know, like if they're doing Faldara and like part of cuz they are doing parts of book 2 and parts of book 3 in this season. We know that. But like I'm trying to think about like what we've kind of said so far could be from books 2 and 3. And like this part if the Amarlin seat comes to Faldara, that would be from book 2 and kind of mm-hmm. give us that that introduction there but i'm also wondering like, if they would really do that before they get the horn of alir from the eye of the world but i don't know i don't know either but you saying that and us not knowing the title for the last two episodes 
makes me think that how those last two episodes might go down is like episode seven is where they go into the blight and then they get the horn of valor and come back and then that last episode is where we set up and we include elements from book two and book three like we talked about you know Egwene and uh Nynaeve going to the tower maybe with the Amarillan seat Pat and Fane stealing the horn and all of you know all the the group chasing after him and then we also get the Sean Chan like at the very end like I had said before kind of like stepping onto land and collaring some poor girl turning her into a Damani yeah I think that we're not going to have two full episodes in the blight um so what Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to see is like if they do like episode seven where maybe Rand does a little sword training with Lan in Faldara as well, you know, practicing learning the sword and everything. So he's not just an archer, even though every promotional item we've seen with Rand on it has been with him with a bow. Yeah. I think that could be part of what we see in that one. But again, like, Oh man, I, I don't know if we're going to see two full episodes in the blight. And cause I, th- I think how the series will probably end will be with Rand defeating the Forsaken out at the Eye of the World using Sidene and everything and just becoming aware that he is in fact a male channeler and that all this talk about the Dragon Reborn from Moraine was all secretly about him. But I don't know man, I think there's a lot of stuff within like the last five episodes where even though we've read the books, we don't know what's going to happen because of the way that they're doing this. And like I said, that's exciting to me. I am, I'm trying to like anticipate some of these changes and everything, but I don't know. Then that's something that's very interesting to say is I don't know. So moving on here, we kind of blitzed through the last two episodes there, episode seven and episode eight, because we have such little information to go on. We don't have the episode titles of those yet there um so what are some things mike now that we've kind of like walked through or done like a little forecast of episode or of the first season here um what are some things that you feel like we are not going to see i think we're not going to see like we've talked about before camelin i don't think we're going to mm-hmm. see camelin at all agreed i think we may i, I also don't think we're going to see bar uh Bar-Lon. i think we may see like small towns or villages as they you know try to escape and then they end up at like oh shatter logoth yeah and like part of part of that real quick sorry to interrupt uh but part of what's interesting about that is like in the trailer so far we did see like matt and parent or not matt parent matt and rand looking around like this bigger larger city so what city do you think that's going to be? Or is it going to be like Devon Ride or Tarin Ferry or Wash Hill or like one of those other two rivers cities that are bigger than Emmonsfield? Well, I was thinking that could still be um, Whitebridge. Mm, okay. So you think like they'll still have that part where they go to Whitebridge and Tom uh, fights the Merdral and gets injured? Yeah, I do think so. And I think, you know, they'll just circumvent Camelin some way shape or form like oh like uh because they talked about how they could have gone in another direction with that farmer at that one point right and then they chose to continue to Camelin so maybe this time they 
just go out of the way with the farmer and yeah and like even if they have it so like they meet loyal in Whitebridge or they meet loyal wherever um tom does end up sacrificing himself um at i think that would still be fine i'm very curious to see exactly like how this very excited for the 19th and uh speaking of that just for you know our listeners and for you dylan uh if you hadn't seen this yet amazon's actually releasing a prequel animated prequel series to the wheel of time as well that explains like the breaking of the world so we'll have an extra episode (laughs) to talk about that too oh man i did not hear that that is exciting news for me when is that coming out the 19th (laughs) (laughs) gotta love november 19th it's gonna become a holiday (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much yes yes it is Uh, i've already heard like tales of uh different wheel of time fans on facebook and other social medias being like oh i've already taken off of work for the 19th i'm staying home all day and watching wheel of time on repeat <laughs> not, a, not a terrible idea i'll have to think about that one. yeah right so is there anything else you want to cover really quick before we get out oh i guess there's something i want to talk about um do you think we'll see the green man as much as i would love to see the green man i don't think so i don't think so either I really wish that we would, but again, like you said, I I have a feeling we're not going to. Um, So this is something that Mike and I had a little discussion about before we started recording today, is we both feel like they're kind of taking this Wheel of Time uh, story that we know and trying to ground it a little bit more in reality um, and making it less fantastical in some ways. And, like, parts of what we're seeing with that is, like, if you watch the trailers, like, when you see, or look at the stills as well, uh, when you see uh, Perrin and Egwene with the Tuathawan, with the traveling people, they're not necessarily bright and really eye-destroyingly clashing with their colors, like they're kind of described as in the books and everything. And they look just more like a traveling caravan of, like, gypsies almost there. Um, but what we're kind of getting at with this is like, I kind of feel like they're giving it more of like a, a gritty grounded, like take on the wheel of time with some of the things. I mean, obviously we're still getting the one power. We're still getting magic. We're still getting Trollocs and Murdral and all those fantastical elements. But some of the other things that are kind of like tertiary important to like a, a fantasy setting kind of like the green man like an who's almost like an ent basically from lord of the rings um he's not probably a priority yeah and speaking of your grounded in reality and they're definitely trying not not that the series was an adult before but they're definitely trying to make it more mature uh in some ways like they're making the white cloaks go from these kind of like annoyances or like just like eh white cloaks in the book to like oh crap like they're dangerous yeah and um and now Egwene or Egwene and Bran like oh it's so cute like to man they're gonna they're gonna get it on right and like some of these changes I'm actually really excited about like the white cloaks being a legitimate threat is very interesting to me because you have like Mike said these this group who's basically like a little fly buzzing around your ear the whole book series and you're like okay get away from me and then now you have it where okay they're killing Aes Sedai burning them at the stake and collecting their rings and drinking wine and smiling while they do it 
They are maniacal. They are evil. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm excited to see, like, this more adult version, almost, of Wheel of Time. So, that's very, very cool for me. All right. Well, with all of that said, what can we expect for next week's episode, Mike? You mean next week's episode? Exactly. Yeah. It's a trick question. <laughs> so... Uh, go for it. So obviously we'll be doing an episode. Uh, we're planning on doing an episode on each of the episodes that they released for the Wheel of Time series. And as I just added on to our plate there, <laughs> an episode for the uh, animated prequel as well. Whew. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. We're going to have four episodes drop next week because we're going to do every single episode for its own uh, recording. And like Mike said, we're also going to do an episode on that animated prequel. So we'll have four individual episodes. That way, all of you guys can listen to them if you want to in a binge, kind of like you binge through the TV series, or I'm imagining most of you will be binging through the TV series. Or if you want to take it more slow and steady and just go one at a time, it won't be any, like, there won't be any rush for you to do that. Um, for fear of like anything being spoiled or anything like that because we will separate everything out so well um, and once we get into the episodes starting next week where we're actually talking about the tv series here i think like we're, we should probably just make like a blanket like we're going to use our book knowledge and talk about some things from the books too but we're going to be mostly focusing on this television show so like if you haven't like watched the television episode that we're going to be talking about, then probably don't listen to the podcast where we talk about that particular episode. But it'll be good. I'm excited because it's going to be amazing to see this series finally come to fruition. Finally get on the silver screen here. Or no, the big, the small screen, I guess you could call it. Even though like TVs now aren't super small. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. Um, so before we get out of here... Um, my fiance Amy actually had a question for us all here, and I want to hear your answer as well, Mike. So, if you could have it either way, would you rather see the Wheel of Time put forth like a television show, like we're getting now, or as a movie series? Oh, a television show. Just because the movie series, I feel like they wouldn't do... Oh, man, actually, hold on. This is tougher than I thought. Because... I was originally going to say a TV show because you get so many more hours of content. Right, right. So you can cover more things. But if you did, well, yeah, I'd say a TV series. I'm talking myself into it and out of it. TV series because you get so many more hours of content. Um, whereas like a movie series, yes, like the Lord of the Rings series was nine hours. But they had to skip a lot of things in those books too. Um, and these books are, <laughs> there's a lot more of them. And no one's going to sit through 15 three-hour movies except for us. Yeah. Um, whereas like a TV series, like you could go for 12, 13, 14 seasons and have each season be like eight hours long. So I have the same exact answer. I was like, give me a television show like on the level of what we're getting now or like on the level of Game of Thrones where it's like a highly produced television show that's going to flesh it out a little bit more because I feel like if we got a Wheel of Time movie, then everything would be even more condensed. Everything would be even more um, in a rush almost because you wouldn't have the time to do 
the pacing that is necessary to match the character growth and everything that we're getting on screen for a television show like it was done in the books because Robert Jordan took his time. It obviously ended up being a little bit longer than I think he even originally thought it would be. Um, but to get to the point where it did wrapped up, did wrap up in the books being at 15 uh, novels, including the prequel novella, I feel like the television option is our best chance at seeing as close to Robert Jordan's vision as we could possibly get because of the added time and everything. But I would definitely be excited if they made a movie too. <laughs> That's not to say I wouldn't be. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts? Like, let us know Like, if you would rather have a Wheel of Time television series like we're getting or a Wheel of Time movie franchise. So... With that said, it is time for us to get on out of here. So we will see you on the other side of November 19th, and we'll see you at the next turning of the wheel. Goodbye. Bye. Oh good, you're still here. So I just want to share my rendition of Hey Rand. Hey Rand, why are you so sad? Just remember, you have the flame in the void. It's not your fault that Tam adopted you. Well, found you on a frozen battlefield. Someday, you will be happy. Or just have another voice in your head. Yeah, maybe I'll add some more lyrics later. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around for this extra bonus content that's probably terrible.